Tomorrow, President Cyril Ramaphosa, in his capacity as President of the African National Congress, will deliver what stabbed the January 8 statement, which in the main is an address to the membership of the ANC. It set out it sets out rather the task for the ANC for the year coming. Uh, we pay attention to it because the ANC is in government and often what is uh, determined or said in the uh, January 8th statement will eventually make its way to policy as far as government is concerned. Helping us to look forward to that statement is Dr. Ongamam Timka. He is a political analyst and lecturer at the Department of History and Political Studies at Nelson Mandela University. Ongama, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Morning to you, Africa and your listeners. Thank you for having me. There will be the usual rhetoric from the ANC, won't there? Uh, we've achieved so much since the dawn of democracy. This is where we have failed. We're asking you to please give us one more chance in the upcoming elections and give us a chance to fix our errors. Or am I just being too kind? Effectively, uh, the this is yeah that would be the line. Uh, the party goes to this January eighth statement, embattled and under siege uh, from skirmishes by opposition parties. Someone is left, someone is right. So uh, the message has been dictated to them um, in that whole um, catchphrase of twenty twenty four is our nineteen ninety four. The party is necessarily pushed into a defensive, into a, a defensive messaging, and I argue that in a in a Friday briefing today by Immediate Twenty Four, that in ways that are unlike at any other January eight. Uh, statement because I think previously they would mainly focus on uh, achievements for the past ter- past year as well as the promises for the year ahead. Uh, yeah, I think that they can try and 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 cast the net wider this year to try and address this issue of uh, how the thirty-year period has been. Do they have a case to make to the people of South Africa, I wonder, given, and look, let me remind myself, I suppose, along with the listeners, that every um, sort of election year uh, in the build-up to that election, all manners of proclamations and uh, extremes are proffered by people obviously in opposition to the ANC. And that notion, as you alluded to earlier, that 2024 is our 1994, um, you know, is quite evocative, isn't it? reflect and think about what we're doing because the significance of it. Um, Will the ANC starting tomorrow and for the months building up to a likely election date of May be able to make a case to South Africans, do you think? Yes and no. So I think that we cannot escape the fact that the ANC since 1994 has, has, has managed one of the most comprehensive housing or, as they would like to say, human settlements deliver a program that had uh, in-situ developments in informal settlements and then greenfield developments to relocate people who uh, would have built under apartheid, under dangerous power lines. So, so, so there's a lot of housing units that have been delivered. I think the last count uh, was at around over three million of them. I think that's a huge, uh, you know, one that we hardly 
you know, governments could replicate around the world. And then also, I think, the connections to uh, electricity, water, and uh, road infrastructure, among others. Uh, but interestingly, what counted for as good for them, I think, uh, at about until about the late twenty, uh, 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 late two thousands, um, has not. Uh, what what happened was that people were excited about service connections initially. And I think that over time, that, that, that excitement changed to mainly be disappointment at the quality of services as poor infrastructure maintenance, among other things, had, has become an issue for the ANC. And then I think in the last, in the last term, uh, it's been a pretty tumultuous one where the ANC will have, especially the civil administration, little to write home about. But even there, there are some opportunities to update South Africans, for example, around the presidential employment scheme, around whether any of the projects announced in investment summits have actually broken ground, reached uh, a record of decision as far as environmental approvals, or in fact, uh, uh, you know, reach financial close. So if they have any data along those lines, I think it will help what otherwise is a term where there's little to write home about. Because I suppose top of mind for many South Africans will be things like load shedding, right? Because we all have universally been affected by it. Uh, Obviously, very low uh, economic growth prospects, uh, most likely less than 1%. And you'll find, and yes, COVID-19 pandemic did not help. But the last five years have been terrible as far as the growth of economy is concerned. And many people are saying these are structural challenges where because the ANC is a broad umbrella as far as ideology is concerned, they have actually not been very clear uh, and decisive as to what the economic policy for this country is going to be. Uh, Crime is a big, big issue for many, many uh, South Africans. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, These are the issues, I imagine, that we're going to be taking to this election, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, the energy insecurity is the biggest. And then also in this thing that I was talking about, that uh, despite initial success in rolling out um, measures to create access to services, those services are actually in a poor state. Think about healthcare. There was a lot of a comprehensive program or fairly comprehensive program of providing clinics, primary health care, um, as well as hospitals. I think in the Eastern Cape there were quite a few that were built. But again, those have become problematic in the sense that the quality of services that uh, uh, citizens get from those, is, it, it leaves much to be desired. And um, the, uh, the, we cannot underestimate how during this period uh, of high usage of smartphones, access to data, people are able to counter the political communication of politicians based on their own lived experiences. So, for example, remember we saw uh, poor, the, a poorly built stadium trending in Gomani as a result of the fact that people are able to actually communicate how they experience the services or give us eyewitness accounts of things. So 
it's even more difficult now uh, for politicians to try and 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 and, and create hyperbole around what they are doing without being challenged by residents on the ground uh, and actually with evidence of how they are experiencing services. Yeah. Do you think the uh, National Executive Committee of the ANC, through the speech by President uh, Ramaphosa tomorrow, that they will be announcing or declaring any major po- uh, policy priorities? Uh, this this Parliament only has a few months left. They will hope to uh, be in government, of course, post uh, the election date in May. Is this the time for them to go, well, this is what the ANC is going to be doing for this uh, coming year, or is there no space for that really inevitably they are going to have to do that as part of what i call ANC apologetics they know what are the pressing issues so for example i think that around energy they have to say what the outlook is like around education and healthcare as well as crime i think you made a very important point around how Time affects South Africans and, uh, you know, moderates here compete with countries uh, that, are, that are experiencing wars. So, so, so they have to do it um, in a way that says, well, we may have gotten things wrong, but this is how we plan to do things. In fact, they are specialists when it comes to uh, making promises. Should they get rid of Figile Mbalula as a Secretary General? I mean, I know there are processes that would need to be followed. We saw that with Esma Khashoggi, didn't we, um, in the previous leadership of the ANC. So it's not as easy as, uh, Chief, get out of here, you're causing a lot of havoc. But he's been bad PR for the ANC since this past Sunday. So politically, they needed a person who a Maposa needed an enforcer like uh, Fikile Mbalula. What I think they're going to try and do is to rein him in. Remember how press briefings before um, Ace Mahashule, uh, in fact, even early in Ace Mahashule's term, used to be done by the Secretary General and the addresses after. Uh, you know, NEC meetings, and I think that to some extent they returned to that. I think we're going to try and reduce those spaces or those uh, those chances for him to be out there in the media, you know, making impromptu remarks. I think they will use the communications office a lot more. Uh, he's been busier, and I think that is going to see uh, the dangers of uh, being too much available in the media. I think they'll try and rein him in more than want to get rid of him. Because, as I say, uh, President Silva Maposa did need an enforcer in, his, in that secretariat, especially uh, after he had a, 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 a secretary that was not necessarily pro him in his first term. Absolutely. Love to know what happened in that meeting involving both uh, the Secretary General and the National Chairperson Gwede Mantashe yesterday. But, uh, Ongama, we're going to be paying attention, of course, tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much for your analysis and your time this morning. Only a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Dr. Ongama Mtiubga is a political analyst and lecturer at the Department of History and Political Studies at Nelson Mandela University. Of course, President Sora Maposa will deliver that January 8th statement tomorrow in Bomalanga. And you best believe Eyewitness News will be bringing you all the latest, not only uh, in the news bulletins, but also if you go to their website and follow them on social media, they'll have a minute-by-minute account of what is going on in Bomalanga tomorrow.